Eat broccoli. Eat broccoli. No, you. No, you. You eat broccoli, dog. I ate tons of broccoli. It was on sale at QFC last week, so I fucking... Sick. I ate like a pound of broccoli every day. It was pretty cool. Dude, broccoli's so fucking good. I ate a lot broccoli of broccoli. Broccoli rocks. Broccoli broccoli. <laughs> broccoli. No, let's, let's fucking make an album called Broccoli Rocks. Just about... How- no, Broccoli Rockly. Broccoli Rockly. It's better. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Broccoli All right. roll. <laughs> the name of the episode brock and roll okay (laughs) but it's b-r-o-c-c yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly all right hey i'm spencer and i'm Britton. since 2011 buckethead has released 286 albums in his pike series and we're gonna listen to them three at a time this is getting head Oh, oh bucket friends and bucket heads this is episode 25 of getting head a bucket cast hell yeah it is 25 that's awesome like i was i was talking to a, a person a friend of mine earlier today about this podcast and i said i think we have like 25 episodes or something yeah. in and like yeah. i guess i was right yeah that's that's where amazing we amazing look at that just mm-hmm. killing it we're just Rocking, rolling, we're brocking, we're also rolling. Rocking like docking with two K's, dog. Hell yeah. yeah. I love docking, dude. I'm a big fan of docking. I, I I really like that song that they did, uh, Dream Warriors, for that Nightmare on Elm Street 4? Yeah, I believe uh, that That's such a banger. That, that, I mean, that Dream movie Warriors. Rocks. That's like probably my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I am the wizard master. Yeah. Oh man, amazing! So yeah. many good lines in that fucking yeah, movie. It's, it's like it uh, is like over the top and silly in a lot of yes. ways, but it also yes. it's a, it's a very like it's a thrash album of a horror movie. I, is that and see that's why I like those movies so much. Like mm-hmm. I'm not some like enormous like super well versed horror guy or anything like that like i have seen a lot of horror movies and i do really like them but i wouldn't mm-hmm. say that i'm like one of those people you know who i'm talking about those like like you know those people me? yeah yeah, yeah okay. like you <laughs> like maybe i don't know I, you, see you're not a lot with people well you're not even that kind of guy i'm talking about like those True. people that have like their their Instagram pages are like just them with like their VHS tapes and they're just like super obsessed with it. Right. So there's you know? this um there's a guy, a post a postman who works down at the, my post office who has like a Friday the thirteenth tattoo and he's definitely one of those guys. Like I used to oh, ride the same be, bus yeah. as him all the time and he uh he'd always have like a new like horror magazine that he'd read. Oh my god. Yeah. Real like yeah. real in yeah. person mm-hmm. real like Oh my goodness! He's, he's That's amazing. Like, I don't know, like mid forties. <laughs> I don't know. Looks okay. very daddish. All right. Mm. I'm imagining a goatee. No, he's usually just kind of scruffy. Okay. Yeah. That guy likes Buckethead too. I bet he might actually. 
I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I think I fuck with that guy. I think he's cool, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not hating on those people. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm not one of those people. For like, sure. I, for sure. I, I mean, maybe one day if I'm cool enough, but probably not. Um, that said, you know, I have seen a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there, there's always, like, a... a, a, a a franchise rivalry kind of between the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Right. And I'll be honest, like I'm not huge about the Friday the 13th movies. Like I, I think they're okay. Some of them are, are pretty good. Like four is pretty good, but like, I don't know, man. Like I I just, they just never like captured me the way that the, the nightmare films did. Like they're so like, intense and they're so thrash like exactly what you said like they're 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 thrash versus the like bald death metal of the fucking that's very <laughs> friday true. the 13th like, yeah no uh the friday the 13th films are definitely like <laughs> type of death and they're, they're like a bunch of bald guys playing bc ridge warlocks yeah exactly and with cart with with like camo cargo pants mm-hmm. and they're, they're like totally acceptable they're totally like good at what they do it's just like they're they're, they're I'm, I'm basically I'm not slayer the, with a worse vocalist no they're slayer with with like an like with with some blast beats you know yeah. with, with a vocalist that does the like burpy thing like that like those kind of guys you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so like and i love I love what I would consider bald death metal. Like there are a lot of those bands I think are rad, but like still yeah. like, it's just like, it's a different in style. Yeah. Right. I, I feel you like know? even like, uh, you know, like dying fetus might be bald death metal. Dying, dying fetus is 1000% bald death metal. Uh, they're great. Uh, they're like, like the best. Of but bald they're death the, metal. yeah, yeah. So, so like I would say the, uh, the Friday the 13th films are like, like they're like the Crisian of films. Like Chris, <laughs> Crisian is a de- death thrash band that yeah. I would consider bald death metal, uh-huh. or, or at the very least, bald death metal adjacent. Yeah. And like I would, I would say that that's what they're like. They're, that band is totally acceptable. They have like five hundred fucking albums. Not yeah. really. They actually have like twenty, but still, like that. It's it, it's a crazy amount of albums for like how boring their music is, yeah. you know. And it's like. That's that's how I feel about Friday the Thirteenth. I feel like a lot of those movies are boring. Some of them are pretty good, but like most of them are boring. Some of them are and, great, and some of them are just yeah. like way over the top. Like uh, Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. I yeah, I need to watch that all the way through. Love I've it. seen parts of it, and I did like parts of that yeah. because of its badness. It, it's dumb. It's real. Yeah, dumb. I I really do enjoy it though. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I have a real good time with it. Oh yeah, but anyways, Nightmare on Elm Street fucking rules. I love all those movies. Mm-hmm. Watch them all; they're great. I don't go to Whole Foods. Yeah, that's pretty understandable. I fucking hate that place. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, it sucks. Fucking shit, man. I, the terrible. only reason I go to Whole Foods is to like return Amazon packages. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. Didn't you um return a dildo to there recently? Uh no no that was uh. That was to a Kohl's. <laughs> Whoa! They, Hold they, on. Kohl's stores now uh, accept Amazon packages, but yes, I did okay. return a dildo because <laughs> the dildo is—I mean—advertised online as a personal massager. Uh, is you okay. know you might be aware um, of the uh, the Hitachi wand. 
mm-hmm. and I had one of those and um it broke and so I bought a new one and did the old switcherooski. Oh yeah. No. Well that's not a dildo. It, that's I that's mean, just a that's wand. all I ever well, I mean I used it to massage myself and stuff, but I mean it's been like on a lot of things. <laughs> so I, I'm I mean, hoping yeah, they don't yeah. like refurbish it and sell it back to someone. Although it's like fine because like you know I did like soak it in bleach, you know between every partner and whatever. But I don't know if I did before I returned it. <laughs> uh, nice, <laughs> returned it with some flavor. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dog. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a tasty one. Sure is. Which mm-hmm. what what are you drinking? The hibiscus LaCroix. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. It doesn't really taste like hibiscus, but it's no. still good. It is floral though. It just yeah, doesn't it really is floral. taste like hibiscus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like not at all. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I was like I got so I was so excited when I first saw it because I was like, fuck yeah, I love hibiscus. But then mm-hmm. I was like they can't make a hibiscus drink because people are gonna be like, What the fuck? Why is it sour? You know, it's like yeah. but I still like it. It's really, it's a good flavor. It's just, it's not hibiscus. You mean a good flavor? Yeah, I got a fever for that flavor. Excellent. Just a mild fever, though. Nothing. nothing yeah, serious. yeah, nothing serious. Nothing yeah. to write home about. No. Maybe something to write hot action cop about. <laughs> we should, I should uh, message hot action cop on Instagram. Hell yeah, you should. I wonder if I have more followers than them. Do you think I do? Mm, let's take a look. Uh, it's in a book. Hot action cop. You've got like, I don't know, like, <laughs> thir- like uh, 40 times as many followers as them. <laughs> well, is this really their, their official Instagram? I guess. I don't know. Holy shit, I think it is. Oh my god, they're still using the same graphics from like 2003. No, no, no. So I found their page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have 355 followers. What? I, I found the one with 500 and something followers. Yeah, yeah, that's not the right one. The the oh. is the next oh, the one down. Yeah, it says okay, official yeah, right. totally right. hot action cop. They have three hundred and fifty five followers. Wow, that's that's uh that's not what I was expecting. Like, I thought they were like still around, kind of. Maybe they kind of are. Yeah. They're like, I mean, they're one of those bands that like only like play on weekends and they all have to have regular jobs and shit because no one knows who the fuck they are. Wow, they, they how the mighty have fallen. Oh my god, this... I didn't know they're. Fever for the Flava was also featured in American Wedding and Grind. Do you remember Grind? No. Uh, I'm going to show you the cover and you will remember Grind. Grind? Or you'll remember at least seeing the cover. American Wedding, I remember. Mm -hmm. That's a very... Oh, wow. I have not thought about this in a while. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, I have. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, I, I, man, told, that's I a, told you you'd remember we, Grind. We gotta watch this. Like we gotta watch this. That was a very of the time film. Two thousand three's Grind was oh. really like 
I didn't, I wasn't huge on that movie, but it mm-hmm. was like when I watched it, that was like at the peak of being interested in all of that shit, which was like pop punk, mm. skateboarding. This is like, definitely a movie for posers and posers a little bit only. of new metal. Yeah, no, it felt like a movie for posers when I watched it. That's why I was like, man, I don't know about this movie, but I thought it, I liked it, but I wasn't like huge on it, you know? But you know, they gave a paycheck to fucking hot action cops, so. You know, with. With how many followers Hot Action Cop has on Instagram, I'm mm-hmm. gonna bet you we could get one of those dudes on this podcast. <laughs> like, let's I'm, make I, that happen. I'm betting you're 100% right. By the way, like, I uh, I was uh, talking to a guy on uh, Reddit the other day about like licensing music and stuff, uh-huh. and uh, he has a podcast, and he licenses lifetime rights to, oh yeah, uh, like. Yeah, yeah, that one bow, for, for eleven hundred bucks for a like just for podcast or just yeah, for, yeah, he, for like, like, any... like unlimited use for his podcast. That's that's fucking sick. Nice. Yeah, yes, it is. Bow, bow. I'm glad that those dudes got some money for that that song. That song is oh, yeah. sick. Yellow, Y E L L O. I mean, I'm sure they're still getting like some residuals because it's it was licensed in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they're still making money off of the movies for sure. Like, because that that shit's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, that's a right? that's a a legendary film. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gotta bring in some cash. Holy shit! I bet they get like a little bit of money every time that that fucking movie's in syndication. That movie's in syndication like I forever. Hope so. I hope so. Seen if they get like a buck every time it's played. That's still like that, that's you know. that's still like so many bucks, dude. Right there. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Holy shit! Like I remember, um, the guitar player for Survivor mm-hmm. did an AMA on Reddit a long time ago, and he said in the AMA he literally lives off the money from um, Eye of the Tiger. That's sick. like and he's he, he, was he just is credited like one of the so, songwriters, right? Yeah, well, he was credited, I think, as the main songwriter okay. for that song. Um. And so, like, he's like, yeah, like, I make a comfortable, like, I'm not going to tell you how much I make, but I make mm. a comfortable living simply off of royalties from that song. Did you just floss with a napkin? Uh, it was a piece of paper, but yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we listened to three Buckethead albums. God damn it, right? Spencer. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay. God damn it, Spencer. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, uh, Brit. Yeah. What? Brit. What? I'm sorry. Whatever. Brit. Will uh, you? An apology without change is manipulation. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> okay. All right, fair. Um... <laughs> Will you hit me with a bucket fact? Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. This week's bucket fact relates to Buckethead's artistic relationship with System of a Down vocalist, Serge Tankion. Oh, awesome. I didn't know they were bros, but that makes sense. They are more than bros. Oh. Tankion and Buckethead first crossed paths uh, when they, they were both playing Ozfest in 1999, a year or so before Bucket would be recruited by Axl Rose for his four-year stint in Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. According to Buckethead, um, speaking through 
Herbie, uh, the hand puppet that he used to answer interview questions for the majority of his Guns N' Roses years, said, We ate Indian food at my coop a couple times. He has always been very fun to be around. I don't talk so good, but Herbie communicated to him a bunch of stuff. In 2004, after hearing demos of Buckethead's newest work, Tankion offered to produce uh, his latest album and release it through his own record label, Surgical Strike. Uh, oh, Tankion would go on huh? to co-produce the album with our most familiar Buckethead producer, Dan Monty. Monty is also credited for co-writing all of the songs with Buckethead. Now, this uh, Buckethead hmm. album is pretty unique in that it's called Buckethead and Friends. And uh, inasmuch, it is Buckethead's by far most vocal-dominated solo release. Okay. Uh, with Serge um. stepping in the booth for a song himself, but also recruiting other artists like uh, poet-rapper Saul Williams, uh, Death by Stereo's Ephraim Schultz, um, Iranian artist Azam Ali, opera singer Ani Maljoyan, uh, the vocalist from Bad Acid Trip, and of course, Buckethead's former Deli Creeps bandmate, Maximum Bob. I've not listened to this. It's a pretty sick album. It's uh, sounds I cool. I recommend it. Um, yeah, it's uh, I like Saul Williams, kinda. No, Saul Williams is great. It's been a minute. He yeah. he's on a song that I like a lot by Black Alicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't think I even mentioned the name of the album. It's a 2005's Enter the Chicken. Okay. By Buckethead and Friends. Nice. Dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Surge and Bucket. Kicking it. We listened to three Buckethead pikes <laughs> this week. <laughs> we did. Pikes 73, 74, and 75. Final Bend yep. of the Labyrinth, Infinity Hill, and Twilight Constrictor, respectively. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 73. 73. Final Bend of the Labyrinth. Final Bend of the Labyrinth. Tra- released the on final, uh, uh, August 21st, 2014. August 21st, 2014. Okay, how recent was the was the most previous one? Uh, Just a sec. I, I should really put that information because I have all the dates on here. for. Oh, actually, I have the date on the... I know it's for the last episode. How about that? Uh, so last one was July 29th. So actually, no, I'm sorry. Celery was uh, August 5th. So this is oh, okay. uh, 16 days after the the last one. And um should be noted that he released this and Pike 74 on the same day. So just 16 days after the previous Pike, he dropped two Pikes. Damn. Yeah. Nice. What'd you think of uh, Pike 73, Final Bend of the Labyrinth? I actually really dug this one. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Like, the there's, like, some really good... It's it's classic melodic guitar rock bucket head, but, mm-hmm. like... Definitely. But he does some, like, really nice phrasing, some really nice leads, like, really mm-hmm. emotive, like, melodies in this one. Like, right. it, it maintained... Uh, it's, it's, like, interestingness in both melody and... Uh, just like structure like it, it had a lot of energy sure and i thought it was really enjoyable to listen to it's um it's bucket just doing his thing you know just like doing oh, yeah. that melodic guitar rock 
thing, but it was like it was a good one. Like I feel like this one was definitely like a a, a good one of those. Absolutely, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Um, I I liked it. So, uh, it should be noted the track listing on here. Every song uh has the prefix FBOTL, which probably means final bend of the labyrinth, mm. and then one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, uh, and there's just six tracks on here. Um, to me, it actually felt like a lot like the previous album, Celery, um, except like just smaller versions of that one long song. Because like in Celery, it was like this very like you know soft, soaring kind of melodic rock with metally parts here and there, um, and that's that's cool. Uh, Celery was one long ass song though with one cool part in the middle. And I'd say pretty much like all of these songs were kind of long with like mm-hmm. one cool ass part in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, wasn't, wasn't bad. Um, wasn't, wasn't great. I'd say it was average bucket fair for me. That's fair. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like this right, is definitely right. not his most interesting music, but no. this is, I think some of his more emotive guitar playing. And like, if you're looking at this, at, at like, <clears throat> at the Pike series, as like an ex- is an exhibit of his guitar playing, I feel like this is one of the 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 records that like really showcases his ability to make interesting and and compelling melodies with the instrument. And like, That's fair. a lot of that comes down to like how he phrases and how he just just how he plays. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, a lot of this record is very like just emotive right. in that way. And, and and from a guitar player perspective, I would recommend this one. Mm. But I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Like I, it's I can not because as a bassist, primarily, I probably wouldn't recommend this one. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, it's it's a it's a bucket guitar album. It's it's fine. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of flavor. Like the the drums are, you know, whatever. They're fine. They fit. They're not great though. Yeah. Um. Totally. You know. It's it's all about the guitar. It's all about those leads. Those soaring leads. That's, that's soaring. what this whole he album is about. Soaring. Yeah, it's a lot of like, uh, just like Buckethead just doing the like soaring lead melodic guitar stuff. And like, I like it. I thought it was fun. It was, it was what I wanted when I put it on at the time. Okay. You know, I think that this is also one that's a little contextually dependent. Mm-hmm. Had I put it on at a different time, maybe not have enjoyed it as much as I did. I don't know. But I thought it was good. I would say listen to it if you like that stuff. If you don't like that stuff, then skip it. Yeah. Good advice. What do you think it'd be a good soundtrack for? Well, obviously, it's about a roller coaster. Well, the final bend in the roller coaster. And, like, I feel like it, this is roller coaster rock. Yeah. I mean, Brit, and it Stra- does have a roller coaster on, on the <laughs> cover. And it should be noted. I don't know why it should be noted, but it's definitely a metal <laughs> roller coaster, not a wooden one. Oh yeah, and I wonder that is if like, notable. Bucket prefers metal coasters to wooden ones. Never been on a roller coaster, you know that? You've never been on a roller coaster, my uh, good dude. Um, we should. We should. I mean, I don't really we care. Go somewhere and go to a theme park. Sometime. I don't we really want to go to a theme park. <laughs> theme parks can kind of fucking rule, dude. I mean, if I was if I was getting drunk, I think it would be good. Yeah, dude. But if I was not drunk, I don't think it would be good. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then get drunk at a, at a fucking 
theme park. I want I want to like smuggle alcohol into the the place. Hell yeah! I want to be, be a yeah. dirt bag about smuggle it in your butt. Yeah, and then you can boof it. You can do a a butt shotgun. <laughs> Taking butt shots at the the theme park. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I went to a theme park once, but I didn't go on any of the roller coasters because the lines were too long, and I was like, why would I want to wait in line? Which I still don't understand, which is the reason I don't want to go to a theme park. I just don't like waiting in line. That's fair. Yeah, there is a lot of queuing at theme parks. But, like, I, I guess I know people. Maybe I could find somebody that can hook me up with, like, one of the passes or something. Yeah. Make it worthwhile. For true. For true. For true, dog. Hell yeah. Uh, Pike 74, released on the same day, August 21st, 2014. Infinity, Infinity well? Hill. Infinity Hill. 74. Did I say 24? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of Jack Bauer, so probably. Oh, dude, I'm always thinking about Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer him. is like the pinnacle of post 9 11 toxic masculinity. Uh, there's not enough time. <laughs> Like if that if if post nine eleven toxic masculinity had a Wikipedia page, it should just show a picture of Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer. Yeah, just Kiefer Sutherland, like, uh, like with a gun out, like yeah, just like, being like, or just like Ugh. torturing like two Arab dudes. Yeah, that's it. Like torturing them with like a car battery. Yeah, yeah, that show is fucked up, man. It's like really fucked up, yeah. I remember you, weren't you into it? I was really into it. Me and my, uh, my yeah. family basically was really into it. Yeah. I watched the first season of it and I thought it was, the first season was all right. It was not mm-hmm. so extreme, you know? Yeah. It was it just about crazier. like. Easier. Yeah. But it crazier. just like, they kept escalating it and escalating it. And yeah, I watched like, I think I fell off of it in the second season when he started like. Yeah, shocking people with car batteries, and I was like, I don't know about this show, yeah. man. Like by like by, I think season five or six, there was like a nuke detonated in DC or something, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. This is like outlandish now. Yeah. yeah. Wow that that show really was like all of your worst fears of what could happen in this current political situation, like. But through the lens of like America's the best. <laughs> Key for Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, pretty bad, you know, you know, like yeah. you know, a few a whole lot of war crimes later, here we are. Yeah. America but, you know, fucking no American has ever been tried at the the Hague because apparently we're like exempt from war crimes. So that seems insane. It's really insane. It's very. It's a thing that's bothersome. Like, Yikes! No American has like ever been charged, like internationally, with war crimes. Even mm-hmm. though lots of Americans have like done international war crimes. Oh, like Eric Prince, the founder and owner of Blackwater. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Hate to see Infinity it, bro. Infinity Hill. Really cool <laughs> album. I liked it a lot. So I didn't. I wrote specifically mm-hmm. in my notes that I did not enjoy listening to this album. Please really? tell me why you liked it. It's such a fucking bass album. Yeah, there's a bunch of bass. The, the bass there's tone is really good. 
I had to turn down my subwoofer because there was too there was so much bass. So much bass. Like in the bass, the bass it was like a great like picked P bass tone. Like yeah, it sounded time. really good. Like it had a really nice bass tone. I did mm-hmm. really yeah. like that. And like I mean, it was it was a fucking like bass prog rock album basically. I mean, it, it was um, it reminded me a lot of uh, and it was a Pike seventy Snow Slug. Um, okay. That also sounded like a fucking prog rock album, and we talked about that when we listened to it. But like instead of being more guitar centric this one was super bass centric for like it was half of the album or more so that's what i liked about it mm-hmm, i liked i liked the emphasis on bass and like that was mm-hmm. the very first thing i noticed like as yeah. soon as it started i was like oh wow there's bass oh there's the bass is doing things okay cool um <clears throat> but there's so much of this album there are interesting parts of it but like there's so much of this that's like bluesy guitar licks over bass and like dude i know that i don't like that because of my own biases against mm-hmm. blues rock but like when i hear bluesy guitar licks like all i think of is like some white dude over 50 is gonna tell me about it's gonna talk down to me about how this is the best music ever made like that's what i think of every time i hear bluesy guitar r- licks and like mm-hmm. i just hate them that's it's fair. just that's not fair. something I'm into. I mean, like that. That aside, though, like the guitar was not like prominent in much here. Like there was a lot of riffs, which was great, and like a lot uh-huh. of prog type riffs. And then like there were some songs that were just primarily bass. And like the last song, "Infinity Hill," mm-hmm. is the first Buckethead song that's an instrumental song that has no guitar on the pikes. I believe. I don't remember that, but it, it's just bass and drums. Okay. And I did like rocks. I did I, I like did li- like and the, it felt like there were like there were real drums. Like mm-hmm. the drums felt very real. So, to me. I don't I do not think they are real drums. They do feel real. Um looking further into like the actual credits on everything, Dan Monty has never taken credit for drums and there has never been anyone credited for drums. But both Dan Monty and himself uh on the credits I could find have been credited with drum programming yeah i don't know this sounded like real drums to me it it does sound like real drums i think it's just really good really good um programming i mean it could be like i mean i you know it definitely could be but it it did i don't know there there's some interesting drum parts to a point where Mm. i was like it sounds like a real drummer but but i mean no one has ever been credited with playing drums on these albums and I don't yeah. think Buckethead did it. And although Dan Monty can play drums, he has never credited himself or been credited with playing drums. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Even even by himself. And I found <clears> like <throat> a, a list of credits that I think Dan Ronnie Monty wrote himself today. Like of his like resume basically. And uh actually here, let me show this to you. I found uh where? found Dan Monty's website and uh, basically this is how he credits himself for the Pike series interesting okay yeah. uh, co-wrote he, he co-produced does, yeah, mixed he, he does do the individual ones up to Pike 11 but then after that he just puts Pike series and as you can see Oh, interesting that his credits take you directly to Bucketheadland. Hmm. 
Yeah. Hmm. Don't think they're real drums, though. I think they're just really, really well programmed. Well, hey, if they are, fucking yeah. great job. Absolutely. They sounded really Super good. Super good job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, really, yeah, really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, I mean, I, I didn't hate listening to it, but there mm-hmm. were definitely parts of it that I was like, there there was there were parts though that i was like yeah Yeah. so i don't know it it was a mixed bag for me i thought it was really good um definitely maybe top 10 15 of the pikes so far so you know top 20 percent hell yeah like it was good i can respect Uh, that the mix was really good mix was was awesome the blues uh, yeah the blues guitar was whatever like the guitar in this album, I didn't really care about because like the bass took over, and uh, basically, I think basically. I felt the same way about this album that you did about the last album. Hey, that's fair. Nah. I, I respect yeah, and that. It was like, and it, like it gave, and I really liked it because it was just something very new. Like we've heard a lot of soaring buckethead guitar stuff. We haven't heard an album or a Pike so far that is this bass centric i don't think there's a couple that have like some pretty heavy slap stuff especially in the beginning of the pikes but um so to that end to that end like we don't actually know who played bass on this album you know we don't we don't like it uh, it could have been bucket dan you know it could have been bucket though it could have been Bucket. Yeah, like, we don't know. I mean, like, mm. I think it's interesting that it could have been Dan Monty, it could have been Bucket. Right. Could have been Albert. Right. We don't know. Albert, question yeah. mark. Albert, question mark. We don't even know who Albert is. Like, mm. I, that's so so weird. Such a maybe it's maybe it's a Prince Albert. Maybe, like, Buckethead has his, his dick pierced. and like That would be cool. I don't think Buckethead's a dick-piercing kind of guy, though. You don't think so? No. Hmm. I think he'd have his dick pierced. Just personally, <laughs> I think he's the type of guy. I know. I think no. I think Dan Monty might do a dick piercing. I think Dan know. Monty is a dick piercing kind of guy, but Buckethead, nah. You think Dan Monty is interesting? Okay. Yeah. We should. We should. We need to get Monty on the podcast and only refer to him as Dan Bro, Monty. I texted Monty about being on this week's podcast, and mm. then he didn't get back to me until today. Cool. And I was like, Monty, God damn it. Okay. And it was like five minutes before I got on the fucking Zoom with you. And I was like, Sick. Good job, Monty. Um, but yeah, no, we'll get Monty on here. We gotta, we'll, we'll do that. That'll be great. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Pike 75, Twilight Constrictor, released on August 28th, 2014, one week after the previous two Pikes. Nice. Mm. Good. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. It's a mix of a lot of different things. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones like a uh, roller coaster track repair, where like, you know, it's a lot of uh, change it up, change it often kind of music. And yeah, uh, but there's a lot of like... the the last track, the yeah. last track, kind of sucked. I liked the last track. I... I thought it was a really cool little ambient thing. Like, I thought it was uh... fun. It was not my favorite thing. Like, I did like the what he was doing with percussion there, but, like, what he was doing on guitar got really, I don't know. I, I really liked the first, like, two-thirds of the yeah. album way more than the last track. I liked the first two-thirds of the album, too. I thought it was fun. It's mm-hmm. like a, um, it's like him making... Okay, so what what came to mind for me is that I was like, I, I, I just wrote it down here. Let me pull it up because I can probably just recite what I said earlier and that'll be better. I mean, coming up with something now. I said, 
This is the soundtrack to whatever edgy early 2000s Matrix Matrix inspired like thing that they have at Bucket Headland. This is like early 2000s edgy music is what it it sounded like to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could I I guess I could see that at times. There's a lot of like programmed drums. There's like mm-hmm. intermittent like heavy guitars, which right. may give me a vibe of like early two thousands like industrial and like a little bit of new metal. Right. There's like, like drum machine sounding drums in here, not yes. just program drums. Like yeah. Very... Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it sounds yeah. like electronic percussion mm-hmm. yeah, specifically. For sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, and he, he's messed around with that a lot, but you know, overall, I, I think this was pretty good. I would put this kind of near the bottom of these types of albums he does, though. Like the sure. change it up, change it often type of albums. Like it's definitely, you know, not nearly as good as like Roller Coaster Track Repair, not nearly as good as like Jeopardy Backwards. Dude, Jeopardy Backwards is like it. It is insane. It's it's a fuck, that thing it slaps. Like it slaps me in the face. It's it like calls me a bitch. It's almost it's, like it's, a it's like. Sick. It's like post grindcore. Like it's like <laughs> some, it's like something fucking. Kinda. It's so crazy. Like that album with like gutturals over it would be like La Scrawl without well, a band. <laughs> well, kind of, but like so that album with gutturals over it would like probably shake the metal world. Like it, like people would be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Like it would, it would like it would really make a splash. I think, and maybe, maybe someone should do. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. Just release it like, without like a name or anything. Yeah, it should happen. But I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, this one is. Yeah, I would also agree with that. Like towards the bottom of these type of albums. That being said, like it it was pretty fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. The last track goes on a little long, but I, yeah. I did like that it just became like a little ambient sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the early parts of the album are more interesting and they're, they're definitely more like it has a more distinct like vibe and energy to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like the transition to the like, you know, ambient sort of stuff is not, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it works, but it's, it's not ideal. I don't think. Right. Right. Like I, I kind of wish the last part of the album would have continued as the rest did. I mean, yeah, or like, or like, ratcheted up the intensity. Yeah, you know, or and like, I don't know, like, had a shorter like ambient section and then like railed it up at the very end. Yeah, yeah, because like the cool. the like electronic percussion is cool on mm-hmm. this, and there there yeah, are like yeah. some like almost trap beats here and there, mm-hmm. which is fun uh, because like it makes it sound a little bit more hip, which is is interesting to hear like Buckethead in that context. Bucket oh. hip. Bucket hip. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If listen to it, maybe. Yeah, or it's, not. Uh, it's it's pretty good. You know, I'd put it, I'd put it at least in you know mid tier, above average. Yeah, above average. I'd above say average. Uh, yeah, above average to mid tier somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it was a soundtrack for anything, I think this one would actually also be a roller coaster okay like i i feel like but like a cyber like coaster up, bro. Often type cyber coaster cyber coaster. coaster oh yeah 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 like a cyber goth type dark ride coaster yeah like if fucking cyber goths built a uh, space mountain yeah hell yeah i'm into it 
Yeah. They they oh it'd be called Hate Mountain. <laughs> but with but just H eight. Ooh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah the ride. It's just like it just goes you, through you, a golden corral. You, you queue in through a golden corral restroom <laughs> line. And like, and, and then, <laughs> every <laughs> all of the the like the the ride carts are just like restroom booths. <laughs> Imagine getting a blumpkin on that ride, dude. <laughs> dude. You know, you know he's gotten a Blumpkin from. from a I mean, girl. like I think he's a man that has experienced an inadvertent Blumpkin. <laughs> That's true, because like <laughs> even if you shit the bed while you're getting blown, it's still a bumpkin. Blumpkin, right? Definitely counts. <laughs> like, you don't you don't have to be on a toilet to be getting a Blumpkin. You just have to be taking a shit, yeah. Exactly. You're right. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, I think that's right. Yeah. That would be a terrible experience for everyone involved, I think. Like that that sounds really bad. Yeah, that does. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Hate to see it. Hey Spencer. What's up, buddy? You wanna do some live statements from the bucket void? S- All right, so Britt. Yeah, what's up? Statements from the Bucket Void is a segment of the show where we like to share, we like to share statements that are made out there in the world, um, things people are talking about, shine mm-hmm. a light in the darkness of the internet, and a, just a rainbow in the dark, if you will. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we we like to to shine on the the bucket bots, the warriors out there talking about Mister Behead. Mm-hmm. Talking about whatever, you know, just like giving us feedback. Um, but you know what? This week, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of chatter out there. So we're going to do things a little different. We're going to do a live statements from the Bucket Boy. So we're going to try to find some funny shit, some weird shit. And we're just going to do it in real time. So what I've done here, um, you can see what I'm doing. You, I've shared my screen with you. Um, I, have, uh, I have searched Bucket Space Head on YouTube. And, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna look at some stuff. I like this horrible man's face, um, where, where he has a video called Top 10 Overrated Guitar Players. Let's you know, look let's, at some, uh, that. Yep. oh, what the fuck? Okay, so we're not gonna watch this stupid video, because I'm sure it's trash. No, uh, but we are disabled? No, oh, no, here, here are here the comments. Okay. We've got comments here, um... We got all sorts of comments here. Uh, YouTube user Sin John says, Steve Vai's skills are quite basic, but he's very technical. I like that. Um, He's basic but technical. Uh, YouTube user Brian Sweet says, This dude is smoking bath salts and crocodile. Crocodile with a K. Is crocodile a, a drug? Yeah, that's a, a like a, a Russian drug. That's like an opiate, I think, and really fucked. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah, it says it's Russian right there. Yeah, it does. Mm. Wild. I'm, that's that's crazy. Interesting. It, it Buckethead on this list? I don't know. I don't know either. Like I, oh here, uh, user 
Itono says, I like Slash. His solos may not be super technical, but he has feeling style and is definitely as unique as one can be. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, just because he was the first guy to go for the fucking dirtbag Abraham Lincoln look doesn't make him unique. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. That's I want that to be the name of the episode. <laughs> dirtbag Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> there. there. You can do that. That's pretty good. Um, oh, I like this comment here. YouTube user Michelle Moretti says, Wow, Dimebag Daryl Inventes. Inventes. <laughs> A whole new way of playing guitar that still remains unique. For me, he's one, if not the best guitarists ever existed. You know, I I don't know about that, but sure, whatever. I don't care. Did he just say that Slash isn't that great of a guitar player? This man is on blow. Yeah, probably. I mean, but Slash also is on Slash blow. Is, <laughs> like, yeah, so Slash. What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, just because, I mean, all right. Oh, okay. A YouTube user Slarty Bartfast says, I saw this video when I looked at Buckethead and I got so scared. LOL. I'm guessing Buckethead isn't on this list. Definitely so not on this list. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Let's, uh, let's, he doesn't okay. belong on an overrated guitar player's list because, like, the only people who rate him really high are his, like, very devoted fans. Like, he's kind of obscure. He's kind of niche, you know? Yeah, totally. So, Buckethead's most viewed video is Soothsayer well, yeah, with like 18 million song, views. Great song. Comments are turned off. Fuck that. Yeah, right. Damn it. I bet they were fucked up. Wait, versus ninety nine Buckethead. Oh, that's plant versus plants versus zombies. Apparently, uh, a character in Plants versus Zombies called Buckethead. Yeah, it's zombies with buckets on their heads. Yeah. All right. Oh wow. Uh. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I pulled up Buckethead's like next most viewed video, which has about 10 million views. Um, this is him playing Soothsayer live. And I've actually mined a few comments from this video before because it has so many views. You get a lot of like interesting perspectives on it, right? Um, one, of these top, one of these top comments, though, is actually pretty funny. Um, it says, YouTube user Pripsis, Prip, Prip, Piss, Says, I used to be a fan, but after hearing this, I'm a whole air conditioner. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that uh, pretty I, 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 can, I can respect that. That's all right. Mm. I see Ed Gain also commented on this video. <laughs> yeah, Ed Gain. Famous serial killer Ed Gain. Yeah. Um, he says uh, his facial expressions are just so full of emotion. And YouTube user Brian Kaiser responds, Ed Gein, truest statement I've ever heard in a YouTube comment. Cool. I like that Ed Gein is there, you know, telling us what's legit. Hell yeah. Pretty good. Oh my God. Oh, I love it when people compare people like guitar players with other guitar players, which is such like a, like, I have not had sex kind of thing to do. You right. know what I mean? Like no one cares about this. Like this is like these dudes that play guitar don't care about this. They're like, why? Okay, 
<laughs> but there are 760 other virgins who who uh, give the thumbs up on his comment. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I accidentally clicked on the comment here. Uh, but I like this guy here. Uh, well, I don't like this guy. This, he sucks. This is four months ago, so this dude must be like 14. He says, solo levels, one, your average soloist. I don't know who he means by that. He gives no context. Two, Slash. Isn't Slash your average soloist, though? Yeah, like, that's honestly <laughs> what I would say. It's like, Slash is a pretty good example of your average soloist. Like, Slash is a good guitar player, but, like, he's not... I don't understand this whole... I think it's just because, like, fucking it was in Guns N' Roses, right? Like, that's, right. that's why people keep talking about Slash, but, like... I mean, that's why I make, like, anti-Slash memes. It's because <laughs> I just think it's funny because there's so much, like, positivity in the, uh, like, the, the Buckethead fan universe... That this I want true. to like inject false drama right in there, and uh-huh. like make make slash a punching bag for Buckethead fans because I think we sh- we should. I think that I think more. that I'll be honest. I think Bumblefoot is a better punching bag. <laughs> well, Bumblefoot's a better guitarist though, too. So he is a better guitarist than than Slash. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how I go about that because like Bumblefoot's a good fucking guitarist. He's just boring as shit. And yeah, and he's also like has a dumb name, and I just want wow. to hate him for no reason. Like oh, I don't yeah. actually care, but I want to hate. I want to see him as a rival. He's yes. a more, he's a funnier rival than Slash. Cause Slash doesn't care. Slash is. I don't yes. know if Slash knows who Buckethead is. Sla- oh, Sla- is Slash-, no, Slash has been interviewed about Buckethead. I think I did a bucket fact about their relationship. Okay, all right. I mean, I guess I'm just saying Slash like his, Slash has dressed up his Buckethead for Halloween. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's bucking amazing, yes. <laughs> bucking uh, amazing. Yeah, there was a there was um Velvet Revolver one Halloween decided like uh Slash dressed up as him and then um Scott Weiland dressed up as uh Axel Rose. That's amazing, actually. Like I, I think Velvet cool, Revolver yeah. is like one of the be- the funnier punchlines in, in modern music history. If they really but, are. Also, that's like that shows a level of awareness. Like, I don't know that that's pretty amazing, actually. I guess so. But also, like, I, I when I think about Slash, I think Slash is probably so fucking like busted ass drunk all He's the time, drunk all the time, all the time. Like that yeah. dude doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. Like he doesn't care about Buckethead. Like. Why would he? <laughs> like, no, like uh, the guy I was talking about earlier actually tried out for uh, Slash's Snake Pit. Oh, right, right. Stewart. Stewart did yeah, try out for and, Slash's uh, Snake yeah, Pit. Yeah, he, uh, like, fucking Slash showed up, like, four hours late or something, and he just, like, had a bottle of vodka he was drinking off. Just straight vodka? Uh, I think he was just, like, pouring it into a glass with, like, ice and lemon and just, like, drinking and drinking. Jeez. I mean, he's probably not drinking like that now, right? Who knows? I don't know, man. His Instagram is pretty interesting. Do you follow him on Instagram? I do not. Oh, you should really look at what he posts on Instagram. I should totally troll him with the Bucket Cast account. (laughs) Bro, what Slash posts on Instagram is pretty good. It's all like old sci-fi art of like naked women like and like 
monster movie shit. It's like it's like what you would imagine Rob Zombie's Instagram account would be <laughs> is actually Slash's Instagram account. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, back to YouTube user Black Cloud. Your solo levels. Number one, your average soloist. Number two is Slash. Mm-hmm. Number three, just one level above Slash, John Petrucci. <laughs> From Dream Theater. <laughs> to imagine John Petrucci is only one level above Slash is a, is hilarious, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a um, much that more d- competent musician. Yeah, like, I'll be, I'll be the first to say, I think Dream Theater fucking sucks, but... Oh, no, no, excuse me. I know Dream Theater <laughs> fucking sucks. Because I've yeah. listened to a lot of dream theater. Yeah, and same. But I would say that John Petrucci is a phenomenal musician and oh, like absolutely oh. deserves the respect that he gets as a musician. He mm-hmm. is very good. Right. Um, no, like everyone in that band is really good at what they do. Very good. It's yes. just as a band, they fucking suck. Yeah, and it's never something I want to listen to. No. Like ever. Like yeah, I do, like no matter how interested in prog I, I ever feel, no matter how throbbing my prog boner, <laughs> I, I never want to listen to Dream Theater. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. Can, can the name of the episode be No Matter How Throbbing My Prog Boner? <laughs> it depends on how many more titles we get, because we have three <laughs> at this point, so we'll see. I, uh, at this point, though, I'm not really like into Prague. I actually need something like a, a Prague Blue Chew. Speaking <laughs> of which, Spencer, how's your Prague boner? <laughs> Throbbing and ready, my Shit. friend. Well, ProgBlueChew.com. <laughs> if you need a little help with your Prague boner, if you're not hearing the uh, organ solos you need, <laughs> don't don't rush. To your pharmacist. (laughs) Focus on calling Blue Chew today. Uh, Yeah. You're just 21, 12 days away from... I I lost it. Emerson, Um, Lake, and Palmer. (laughs) There you go. Um, And then number four, solo level number four, just one level above John Pertucci. The guy with the KFC bucket on his head. Well, I do like that Buckethead is represented as number one in this list, but also, like, this is a terrible list. Shut really the is. fuck up. YouTube I, user Black Cloud, fuck you. I, I don't I, give I a shit. I would also say, although I, John Petrucci is probably the superior musician of the two, I would say that Buckethead is a better soloist than bon, John Petrucci. It, that's subjective. It I don't is. really like. I think he's just I, more versatile. He has a lot more emotion. Yeah. He takes more risks. But also, Buckethead has released a significant amount more music than John Petrucci. That's true. And but so, he's also released at least one album that I've liked, which is one more than John Petrucci. Uh, I like this comment. This response to this, uh, com- uh, Cosmic Bro says, "Guess I'm a bitch." Then. Because Slash is a fucking badass guitar player. Can you reply to that for me on sure. your account? <laughs> no. 
Well, because he he's well, like he's just what are we asking to be called a bitch because he is. <laughs> you should say, yeah, you're a bitch, just like Slash. comment here one second ago at cosmic bro you a bitch just like slash <laughs> beautiful now he knows <laughs> yeah we closed the loop uh, yep. a full cycle there uh, love to see it uh-huh. uh, YouTube user Joseph Garcia says when Buckethead goes to KFC they buy chicken from him <laughs> I don't think Buckethead <laughs> is a chicken farmer but <laughs> okay mm-hmm. Kennebaum uh, <laughs> says, Why? And then Nasty Zebra responds, Hot! Baby! Hot! I, I think you should read that in a um, Austin Powers voice. <laughs> that was good enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That was pretty nice. I like that. Uh, we can, uh, let's find a, let's find a random one here. Find something, uh. Huh. I thought this guy was going to make a, uh, a Eminem joke. Mm-hmm. I'm not reading that name. Look at that fucking name. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Uh, it says, even if one's one palm, what the fuck? Even if one of his palms gets sweaty, there's. Spaghetti on his sweater already, right? Uh, yeah. His moms are sweaty. <laughs> Palms and spaghetti already. Mom's confetti. There we go. There we go. Oh, I like this comment. Uh, Robert Fennis says, "This the man just doesn't age." That's fun. V10 FSI says, well, he doesn't have much of a face either. I think my favorite one here is, uh, I might go up a little. Uh, the tornado uh, responds to this man doesn't age with, I am super drunk. And I thought, how the fuck does this guy know? And then I realized. <laughs> you let's give him a thumbs up. That That's a great nonsense comment. Hell Good yeah. job, the tornado. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I like this like conspiracy theory that Buckethead is a uh, is a robot. That mm-hmm. that's a, a commonly repeated theme among YouTube comments. Or an alien. Uh, yeah, alien. robot or an alien. Alien robot sometimes. He's definitely not of this world. Yeah. Uh. User Vegas G says those strings hit the fucking ears of my soul, dude. Deep shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Thumbs up for that. We like to see that. <clears throat> I like this one. Dustin Baker Dirty D says Dirty D. Every <laughs> every goddamn time I listen to this, I get capital G goosebumps so fucking good. Take me to another place. Yeah, the other place it takes you to is the bookstore to buy R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, capital G. 
Hell yeah, Goosebumps Capital G. Hell yeah. Uh, thumbs up. Fuck yeah. Uh, broken seatbelt said, always heard a bucket head, never listened to him. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I agree. Fuck doof. you. Thumbs down. Suck my dick. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Checkman says, no words to describe this man and his music. Well, that's a few words, buddy. Fuck you. Suck a dick. <laughs> Matt Move says, I think that Buppet- Buckethead is the Pope. Think about it. Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? Yeah, the hentai I draw, Matt Moves. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Hell yeah. You're, fuck you're you, dumb as bitch. shit. Fuck you. Thumbs down. <laughs> Harvard Sartre says, oh my fucking God, you're right. No, he's not. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Liam John says, WTF, it's his actual hair, dumbass. Sick. I agree. Fuck yeah, Liam. <laughs> fuck Good yeah. Dick. Thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, I watched this before bed to guarantee a good sleep and some trippy ass dreams. Trust me, I'm an engineer. How trippy those ass dreams are. Um, you should be like, yeah, custodial engineer, bitch. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> uh, Omar Rodriguez says, how TF... Can a solo shred that hard yet carry so much raw emotion? I don't know. I don't care. John Connor says it's that secret recipe of seven herbs and spices that did it. Isn't it 11? Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was 11 herbs and spices. This guy's wrong. Fuck you, John. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Thumbs down. He's missing four herbs and spices, you dumb dick. (laughs) Oscar Johnson says, wow. I thought Whitewash was awesome. That must be another song. This is incredible. I'm 52 years old. I've seen Def Leppard, Van Halen. I've been around. But man, this is on a whole other level. Awesome. Hey, Oscar Johnson, you have not been around. Yeah. Thumbs oh, down. Oh, I saw two of the biggest rock bands in the most toured rock bands of the entire fucking <laughs> 80s. I've been around the block. Nope. I- I, I've seen the same band live that like three million other Americans have. Cool. Uh, user Mac123 says Buckethead's comment sections, pure positivity. Not when we're around, bitch. Yep. Thumbs down. <laughs> well, can, you, can you reply <laughs> to that for us? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, we should really uh, be doing this on our account just to. Oh, yeah, this. yeah. We really should. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's start doing that. I'll, I will straight up start trolling YouTube on our account just for fun. Uh, only when we're on here, like yeah. I mean, like I mean, it can only bring us listeners. Like, burning bridges is great for getting popular. It's great. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly. Um. Uh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey oh, says, I'm "Sorry, uh, we need to go to this one." Uh, hello okay. there. A couple down. So I, I want to see the replies. Uh, yep, that one, Guns and Rose. Sorry, uh, which? What's the YouTube? Right, user? right, wait, oh wait, yeah, right, right. There. Yep. <laughs> okay, hello there. YouTube user, hello there. Says Guns and Rose basically got one of the two best guitarists in the rock industry. And well, I don't don't do the replies yet. Who do you think the people are going to guess in the replies, or who uh, do you think this person thinks is the the other best? John Petrucci, view reply. Bumble Petrucci. 
Petrucci yes. foot. I just left a comment saying when I saw GNR in 2011, not aware Bucket Space Head was with them, I was happily surprised and double that because how often would anyone not only not be let down but be glad to see who the fill-in is at a long-time loved band? When you get the privilege of witnessing this phenom play in person, oh, oh I can't read the rest. Um, bad. Thumbs down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ryan Lockwood says, low-key the greatest of all time. Uh, maybe, sure. Thumbs up. Um, Ooh, this one. Uh, one up. Emmett, Emmett Giroux. Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Go, go back down to Emmett Jeru, E-M-M-E-T. There we go. His guitar tone sounds like an electric ham sandwich. Hell yeah, Emmett. We, I, okay, I agree. All caps. There uh, we go. Hell yeah, electric ham sandwich, baby. <laughs> electric ham sandwich, I'm into that. I love his parents. So do I, all caps. All right. User Huggo says, good guitar, demon. I agree. <laughs> okay, uh, one comment here, and I need your feedback. Sir Lancelot says, it's amazing what you can accomplish with a guitar, a KFC bucket, and fingers faster than a speeding bullet. How do you think that compares? Or, I mean, how do you think that translates to fingering? Buckethead's probably pretty good at that. I'm oh, going to guess. Definitely. He's, he's a... He's, He's a, he a finger, finger blast blasts. Master. Yeah, yeah, he finger blasts with the best of them. He is the Tony Soprano of finger blasting. He's the Tony Hawk of being <laughs> the Tony Soprano of finger blasting. Whoa! Mm, think about that. You've got moots! Of... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you hit your mic. That's good. So, sorry, Mike. Uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, yeah, some... that, was, uh, that was our uh, good old... Uh, yeah beautiful there's enough there yep hey spencer yeah what do you got to recommend to me uh that's a really good question um i would recommend okay so it kind of depends on how you live your life, right? Like, um, but if you're mm. into kitchen stuff at all, if you're into cooking, I'm sorry. Um, as, as long as we're talking about lifestyle, uh, is it going to determine our death style? I think that's the only way that that works, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think contextually, right. your lifestyle will determine your death style, right? Hundred percent. Am I wrong? I'm pretty sure hunt. it always does that, one hundred percent of the time. Keep it on a hundred. I just recommend upgrading your kitchen stuff. Like if you have, like, let's say hypothetically, you get the stimmy, but you mm -hmm. already like have enough money, so you're looking at it like, hey, what am I going to upgrade mm -hmm. to have a little extra money? Fuck machine. Oh, there you go. I mean, a fuck, fuck machine is a great choice, but uh. I used a little bit of that money to upgrade my kitchen gear. Bought some new pans. I bought an instant pot. Nice. I bought I Look bought some shit. I bought yeah. I like I bought some new like uh like cooking utensils, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like little like scrapers and spatulas and like uh silicone silicone spoons. Ooh. 
and I bought some shit, and it's, you know what? It helps. It's good. Mm. It's better. It's pure. It's wholesome. It's Hell a yeah. good thing, and I recommend it. Hell yeah. Nothing nothing better than cooking with good stuff. Nothing worse than cooking with bad stuff. Right? Cooking with bad stuff is shit. It's mm-hmm. dog shit. Dog Brit shit. Straw. Absolutely. Hate it. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. Brit, what you got to recommend me? Oh, are you talking about Britain's Weekly Anime Corner? <laughs> the anime I started this week. Um... <laughs> You're a fucking weeb. Shut up. Um... Soon, like, how often do you jerk off to hentai now? I mean, when am I not jerking off to hentai? I mean, I right now, I'm a, like, taking C both of your hands. Right here. I've been jerking off this whole no! time. See, this, <laughs> no! Wait, wait, here, look. See, this is... This is a fucking fake arm. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been beaten off. You haven't, you haven't seen. <laughs> the fuck machine's under the table, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the fuck machine was the friends that we made along the way. Honestly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay, I I posted a meme about that recently, so I, know, I, I, I know. I'm qualified I to talk about this. My comment because it was amazing. <laughs> Yes, it was really good. <laughs> that was my favorite comment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that's about it. Uh, also, Is it good? Like, you know, minimalizing, selling. I, I know that, eBay. like... If you have uh, any videotapes, try to sell those motherfuckers. Like, VHS well, tapes are worth so much goddamn money now. It's nuts. That's, so I've heard that, like, um, Pokemon cards are increasing in value. And I have a f- complete set of the original run of Pokemon cards. Like first edition or just first edition? No shit. Yeah, like a first edition Charizard holographic. Yeah, is worth like sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. I do not have a first edition Charizard, (laughs) so I guess it's not a complete set. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, I I just have a lot of Pokemon cards, so I'll have to dig those out and see what they're worth. Um. But Full Metal Alchemist, I know our friend Monty McCleary is a very big fan of that. We should have him on next week. Let's yeah. talk to him about that. Next Monday, because we're doing it Monday. Next Monday. Monday. It's my fun day. Yeah, not another... It's actually not. It's like it's like the middle of my week. It's like my Wednesday. Yeah, no one likes Monday. Or, well, yeah. I guess it's Sunday, isn't it? Uh <laughs> What? Mo- manic it, Monday. It's just another Sunday. manic. Yeah, so ma- manic Monday sucks. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Like, I mean, how about it's a depressive Monday? What about that? I'm into that. You just listen to post punk and, like, hell yeah. Be moody. Just another depressive Monday. Thursday? I don't know. Thursday feels more depressive. Yeah. Well, no, Sunday is the most depressive for me. Well, actually, you know, you know, you know what I like. It, the, the lyrics should be like, "It's just another depressive Thursday." I think it's the worst day. <laughs> Not my Fred Durst day. Just another there... depressive Thursday. Yeah, there we go. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because we have a day for Fred Durst. It's Friday. Yeah. We should do a series of podcasts in the park. Yeah, podcasts in the park sounds nice. Like when it starts getting real warm, like let's go outside <clears throat> and record some podcasts. I'd be totally down with that. And yeah, like once we're both vaxxed, we should like 
try to just do like in-person podcasts when we can because it's yeah. a lot easier yeah and it's it's more fun honestly <laughs> no. yeah hell yeah hell yeah i agree <clears throat> so you're recommending that i check out full metal alchemist are you actually recommending it yeah it's good it's good i'm really liking it so far okay so it's a fun all show right. and monty likes it too and we can all talk to monty about full metal alchemist brotherhood <laughs> We could. And we'll be a weeb cast. All right, dog. I need to get going here soon. Okay. Want to wrap this bad boy up? Let's wrap this bad boy up. All right. Oh yes, thank you for sharing with me the script. Oh, I didn't even. Yes, know we All need right. more of this. All yes. Right. Hey, this has been Britain, and this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste. Zoom.